Hey Mavs fans, Kirk and Josh coming to you on Tuesday morning at this point for me. The oh, uh, Dallas Mavericks just, what's up? I just, oh man, like just hearing Tuesday morning for you, I'm so sorry. Oh, well, you know, well, the Mavs are sorry because they suck. <laughs> they lost to the Sacramento Kings 113-106. Uh, we're coming to you, and we're not going to be too long. There's not too much to say. Uh, the Mavericks have a laundry list of injuries. Maxi Kleba started the game but didn't finish. Um, you know, uh, Josh, I'll just let you go from there, and then there's a couple of players <laughs> that I want to uh, zoom in on. Yeah, um, not not really – can't really use the injury excuse tonight, uh, even though, like you said, there were a good amount. I mean, no Josh Richardson – no Kristaps, you lose Maxi. I think in the first quarter. Um, but the Kings did. The Kings are full at full strength, a bad team, uh, mm-hmm. and they were missing De'Aaron Fox, who's their by far their best player. They lost Harrison Barnes sometime. Was it either before, right before halftime or was it in the third? I think it was in the third quarter. Um, and he was by far their best player at, at the at the time that he left. He was 19 points on 10 shots. He was killing them. Um, so from there, you basically lost to a lineup. You lost to a lineup of Mo Harkless, uh, Rashard Holmes, Tyrese Halberton, Buddy Heald, and then DeLon Wright. Uh, that's basically who, who beat you. Uh, and the Mavericks still had Luka Doncic, still had Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, they still had Tim Hardaway Jr. They still had Jalen Brunson. You would argue that Doncic, Brunson, and Hardaway are three of the four best players on the Mavericks. Uh, and they lost, and it's like you said. We're, we're probably going to get here fast because I don't really know what else to say. Like I, I could be. I mean, really, I really do. Mad. I like, know what is... to say. Okay, go ahead. I know what to say. Stop starting the game like you don't fucking care. That's how they were down twenty yeah. to three to the Kings, and that's the game. They do this lackadaisical nonsense offense where Luca passes to guys who don't hit shots. And then he waits until it's, you know, and granted, let's be clear. Mo Harkness guarded Luca so well. He really, really did. Forced him into four turnovers, some some frustrating play from Luca, a frustrating shooting night. But they you cannot get down by 10 points in the first two minutes of the game. This happened repeatedly during their losing streak. I just don't know what to do with that. Yeah. I don't know either. And when I meant I don't know what to say, it's more like it's more like I'm tired of saying the same stuff. Like this is the team. You've like, been gone for a month. What are you talking I, about? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, but I don't know what like it's it's yeah, it's insane. I've I don't think it's I've a season long problem. Yes. I mean they are they are under five hundred against under five hundred teams for the season now. Um and then when you look at it, what's really frustrating is uh I mean what they lost by seven points and they got down 20 to three in the first five minutes of the game. Like that's the game. Like they basically outplayed the Kings from that moment going forward when they were down 31 to 13. And it's like, guys, you like, I don't know, you know, maybe this is when Luca's really kind of showing his age. And, you know, we kind of, this is when he looks like a 22 year old because they, the team just has this lack of focus and attention to detail when they're playing subpar teams or they're not on national TV or like, they're not playing the mm-hmm. Lakers. Like, it's consistent and it, it, it's 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 really frustrating because we know that this team has legitimate problems even when they're they're locked in and playing good teams so the fact that they 
they they feel like they they can take their pedal off you know their foot off the pedal is just bizarre it's a bizarre hubris that uh, i don't understand uh or lack of hubris uh sorry i should say like i just don't know who this team thinks they are that they can just waltz into a game like this and just play some of the worst basketball they can play for the first four or five minutes like it's just well it's it's like i understand that this roster you know we can go back and forth all you want about how bad the the supporting cast is but they're not they're not down 20 to three to the Kings bad, you know, like that's to me, that is a little deeper. Like that is, that is a team that is just not ready to play. And for whatever reason, that's been a consistent theme against bad teams all season. Yeah. And, and so before I really go nuts, I, Dwight Powell was, he played so good in both Lakers games and he played 13 minutes tonight, scored five points, had five boards, but was in negative 17 in 13 minutes. He got absolutely exposed early and was never and was part of that run. You know, it was part of that 20 yep. to three run. Yes. And against team against teams that have bulk that aren't pansies like like Drummond, because Drummond sucks. I cannot emphasize that enough. People <laughs> who still like Drummond, Drummond sucks. He's gonna get exposed, and he got outworked by a lot, and so did uh, Willie Cauley Stein by by uh, Rashawn Holmes. There's a reason I've been lusting after Holmes, even though he's probably not a viable candidate for the Mavericks. So it's like, you know, Powell. That this is my concern coming off of a big game for him. Where it's, there's a lot of uh, you know hope from him, and he just you know he, he wasn't bad, but he also wasn't good. And unless he's kind of otherworldly you know, pair with the two guys that I would really like to talk about, it's going to be a struggle for him. And and I, I'm just not sure what to say beyond that about Powell. I feel feel sort of bad for him because like 13 minutes to be that, you know, useless is pretty frustrating for a guy coming off kind of a career highlight game against the Lakers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it like you said, Holmes is kind of like his counterpart part in terms of like, you know, maybe a more idealized version of what Powell is in terms of a more complete package in terms of like an offensive and de- defensive player. Like, you know, I love, I love Dwight Powell. I just wrote about him this weekend, but you know, I, admit, yep. you know, he's not a good, you know, he's not a good room defender. He's one of the worst room defenders uh, I've seen uh, in a long time. And even when I love him and when he's going great, like that's just, he's just bad at that. And the Kings kind of had whatever they wanted on the defensive end. It wasn't just Powell, obviously, um, I know there's two guys you want to get to, but I think, like you said, when you've got, you know, they, they had Powell and Hardaway Jr. in the starting lineup, and I know just when Hardaway is bad, he is he is nuclear toxic waste bad. And fortunately, he's been mostly good for this team for a lot of games that he's played, but tonight was just like when you have him and Powell, like the, the way they started the game, you know, those two guys just couldn't didn't know what they were doing on the defensive end and it just set a really poor tone and it's just like kings just kind of walking in like the kings are just kind of they're not running complicated stuff like the, the fact that they were just able to get open shots with such frequency in the early moments of the game is just that's just a lack of focus uh from that starting group it reflects in their numbers and uh they couldn't you know hardaway couldn't make up for it on the other end like he usually does on offense but that was that was rough, you know. Hardaway and Brunson. I'm gonna let you. I know you want to really talk about them, uh, but I'll just say like those two guys are guys that have kind of saved the Mavericks from themselves in a lot of games. 
So when yes. they're bad, when they're bad, it's it's not a good formula. Like I think it's it's it blows my mind that the Mavericks were able to beat the Lakers the way that they were with those two guys yes. mostly not contributing. Like that will not happen again for the rest of the season. I don't think. Well, and it didn't happen tonight because they lost. Yeah. And let's just talk like so for the past three games since Tim Hardaway has been a starter, he is a crisp twelve of forty three from the field. That is very bad. Very, very, very bad. Then then Jalen Brunson, who is a contributor. In 18 minutes, he has three to nine from the floor. In the two games or in the three games since um in the three games since Hardaway has gone to the starting lineup, he is a crisp seven of twenty-three from the floor. And thinking about that out loud, 19 made field goals from two of your best bench players in three games is (laughs) really, really bad. Really bad. And Brunson gets a pass to the extent that he has been so good for so long, expecting him to keep it up is insane. You know, yeah, it's just it's very difficult to be like, I don't like some of the shots that he's taken, but like big picture, it's like, what are you going to do? On the other hand, go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say like, and you know, he only, you know, in a game, he played 18 minutes, had zero turnovers, like Brunson, at least like he was part of some bench units that did did some things like they're even when Brunson's shot is off, he he can kind of stabilize the game a little bit in some other in some other ways. Even though you know, I know his passing is sometimes crazy, but like no turnovers like that helped. But yeah, and now you're going to go to Hardaway, who you know when he doesn't have his shot, it's it's rough. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, his decision making tonight. Oh my God! How did but, he have two assists, know. Kirk? He finished with two assists. Is that pot? Like, yeah, how is well, where did those two come from? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's I'm a little out of steam because it's so late, but I know Timmy's just got to not suck is really what it comes down to. And his shots not falling and he rarely has back to back bad games. If you look at the box score and if we look at this box score in a week, we're not going to remember how bad this game was. So when he kind of pulls it near 500 from shooting, it can kind of misconstrue how frustrating his contributions or lack thereof is. You know, and I have people say to me all the time, oh, do you really want to pay Tim this offseason? I'm like, look, you know, I'm not about to take money out of, a, out of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s pocket. He's a good basketball player. It is just very frustrating when he is not able to get things going. And when the Mavericks are shorthanded like they are, like they were, it exposes his bad games even worse. And I, I'm I'm just, I'm tired. It's If this wasn't a late game, I probably wouldn't be so pissy. But I stay up until 10 o'clock to watch these guys put on an effort performance like this. And it sucks. Like, they shouldn't have been down 17 or 9, uh, 20 to 3. It's that simple. Carl yeah. calls two timeouts. And you got all these yokels that DM me and say, and, and say shit to me like, oh, we really got to get rid of Carl. Carl doesn't play the games. The players <laughs> do. Have some fucking professional pride. Yeah. You lose to the Kings B team. My Kings God. On the second night of a back-to-back for the Kings. Also, and in the second time in eight days for the Mavericks, yes, yes, have some pride. And they got whipped the same way they kind of got whipped. Like the first quarter was kind of how the first quarter went, 
the last game. So you would think that, like you said, have some pride. You'd be like, hey, we got embarrassed by this team uh, a week ago. Let's put it, put the screws on them. And it was just, you know, let's just roll the ball out there. Let's walk the ball up the floor like we always do. Like, you know, let's let's just kind of run our stuff. Let's shoot some threes. Oh, we're down 18. I guess we got to, you know, oh, shit. Like, And you could tell, like, there's a marketed difference when they realize they have to wake up and play. We are a 14 of 18 performance away from Boban and Trey Burke from this game being a murderous bloodbath. We're through oh, this yeah. entire game, and we didn't even talk about Trey Burke, who had 19 and 5. Um, you know, he 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 still did some Trey Burke things, which drove me nuts. But he would there were those two are a big reason why the Mavs were in the game. Yeah. And that they that were. cannot be. It cannot be a thing. No, and it's it's tough, and it's it, it's one of those games where it's like, you know, now they're going to be on a back-to-back, and it's the Warriors, and it's like, I don't, you know, maybe that, that will be different because that will be more a marquee matchup, but, you know, is Luka going to play? Like, who knows? Like, it, it's just so frustrating because this is like when I when it's 20-3, to 3, I was just like, why is Luka even playing? Like, if he's hurt. Yeah, he played like, 38 minutes, and he's playing tomorrow night too. Great yeah. on national TV against Curry. Cool. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. And, uh you know, defensively, I thought Dorian Finney-Smith was terrible. Uh, I just wanted to say that. I don't. I mean, that's well, probably pretty mean, but uh, he got blown by pretty good. So good, it has. It's been. hard to be upset about his defense. Yeah. But he is a he, he, he is a miscast defensive player. Tyrese Halliburton say it every day. destroyed him. He did. And, uh, man, what was I going to say? Oh, your point about Hardaway, like, when he has a bad game and it really looks bad for the Mavs. And I, it, it just goes to show, like, he's really the only high-volume, accurate three-point shooter on the roster. Uh, you know, Luca has climbed into that with, with the crazy February and March that he had. But uh, in terms of guys Luca is passing to, like, you know, Finney Smith has been – awesome but hold on i'm looking it up right now i'm trying to find out how many threes he takes per game in april i mean he's taking 6.3 which is nice which is a little high for him but like they just don't they just don't have another guy besides hardaway that is a consistent kind of high volume three-point shooter that they can rely on like you're looking at the rest of the lineup and you know luca was four of 12 and timmy was three of 12 like dorian was two of seven you know, Melly is horrible. He shouldn't be on NBA roster. He missed all his shots again for the 80 millionth time I've, I've watched him play. He missed all of his shots. You know, Burke was three. Like, there just isn't a guy that can kind of pop off and get you eight or nine threes on his team, eight, eight or nine three attempts besides Hardaway. And with the way that the Mavericks play, they really need, like, one more guy. And, you know, that's Redick being out as well. I think he could have been a huge help. Uh, in this game and you would have assumed he might have given a little bit more of a shit as well um so so that hurts like you know when Hardaway is missing you you kind of realize how crucial he is to this whole thing like he is he is their three-point like he is their guy like he is the guy that's that he's their gunner and they don't have anyone else on the roster that's even close to that you know maybe Burke but Burke is more of a off the dribble kind of guy instead of you know necessarily a spot-up guy so it really kind of you know, shows the holes in the rest of the roster when he's not hitting hitting as well as he he usually is. Yeah, yeah, um, well, yeah. The only thing else I want to say because I could tell we're probably winding down is I think I have to mention that Josh Green probably played the best sixteen minutes of bas- NBA basketball he's played in his entire life. 
Um, honestly, he was part of, I mean, I think he was in all of the the second quarter lineups that really got the team back into the game and he, he didn't do, he and watched. he didn't do, and it wasn't, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass and act like he was the reason, but I mean, his energy was that. nice. He played hard. Yeah. Yeah. He played hard, played like he gave a shit, three rebounds, assist, steal. His dunk was really cool. Like, uh, it was kind of a sobering fact that that play he made where he kind of got that steal at one end of the baseline and kind of sprinted all the way down the court and beat everyone down the court and got a dunk. Like he's the only guy on the roster that can do that, which is kind of sad in a, in a weird way. Like they just don't have, they don't have athletes like that on the perimeter. Like, you know, Dorian Finney Smith can throw down some nice dunks uh, in the half court, but in terms of just like explosive athletes for Luca to kind of play with in a way uh, they don't have, like they don't really have that. Uh, they don't really have the horses on the, on the wing. To, to kind of run up and get up and down the floor. Like, and you can kind of see that from Green's play. And that was nice. And uh, he didn't have any catastrophic plays, like no turnovers. He did get blocked at the rim, uh, which was was sad to see. That's par for the course. He's, yeah. He's just, you know, that's yeah, going to be gets his deal. A lot. Yeah. Maybe uh, we look at that next year and we laugh at the fact that he's been blocked in like 13%. Of the shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but he didn't take like a ghastly three-pointer or like a weird floater um hell he probably should have played a little bit more in the fourth quarter but you know what are we gonna do 16 minutes was 16 more minutes than i thought he was gonna get uh yeah so so i just want to shout that out he was probably like the lone bright spot to me besides you know some decent willie minutes boban and trey burke you know those guys did pretty good but like it was really it was nice like if these if the mavericks gonna lose a game like this or they're gonna have a bunch of guys sit out like i want to see something like this that i can like get attached to because i think sure. i said this in our slack like i'm kind of like done with this regular like what else do we need to know about this team like we don't there's nothing else to learn that the roster has been mostly the same for about 24 months they're playing about the same way give or take you know we still have some concerns about the defense the offense can be really good but then it can get you know it can be a little streaky and weird game like i, I just kind of want to fast forward to the playoffs when i know that they'll give a shit every time they play and I'm tired of just kind of wasting my time watching games like this where they don't care. And it's like, well, why should I care? Right. So, 100%. Yeah. So that's about as mad as I'm going to get, I think. <laughs> well, I'm mad because I'm tired. I'm yeah, mad because this late. is not fair. We've got to do this again tomorrow night against the Warriors in a game that means way too much. Yes. Shouldn't have to mean that much. Nope. But here we are. Well, let's go. You get some sleep. All right. Try to get some sleep. Yep. We should. All right, we will talk to you guys tomorrow night. Um, assuming I'm alive, etc. <laughs> have fun, everybody. Be good. This has been Kirk and Josh with Mavs Moneyball After Dark, and we will talk to you soon. Have a good night. Hello, friends. If you're joining me on the podcast, then you've already heard Josh Bow and I talk on Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is a live edition of Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy coming to you on the Locker Room app. Those of you who uh, have Android should be experiencing this very too soon as they're beta testing uh, the app, which is fantastic. More people in here to yell at me and or complain. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to be quick about this. Not because I don't want to talk to you, but because I'm tired. It's a late game. Uh, a big part of my podcast with Josh that I just did was basically me being pissed because I'm tired. But me being pissed because I'm tired seems to feedback with what is going on with the Mavericks. 
And the Mavericks, you know, after two really strong wins against a a faulty but talented Lakers team, did the thing that we feared but also cannot be that surprising to anyone who's watched the team and that they came out and were down by 10 points within eh, roughly 100 seconds of the game starting. And they just never really bounced back. Uh, by halftime, they were had it close, but then they, they repeatedly let the Kings kind of take advantage of the lead. Um, since, you know, Jason or Josh Richardson, good Lord, I still do that even this far into the season. With Josh Richardson out, Tim Hardaway's been in the starting lineup, and he's been a putrid 12 of 43 from the field. His backcourt mate, Jalen Brunson, has struggled from the floor as well, hitting just 7 of 23 shots over the three games that, that uh, Hardaway's been in uh, the starting lineup. Uh, Luca was annoyed by by Mo Harkless tonight in a way that is just goes to show that that length is is one of the tools that you can still bother Luca with, even though he he didn't play terrible, he didn't play great either. Um, we got a little too much Dwight Powell, which shouldn't be you know he only played 13 minutes, but he was negative 17 in 13 minutes. It's kind of hard to do. Um, you know, past a a hilarious game from both uh, Trey Burke and from Boban Marjanovic, this game really was not close. Um, the real bright spot from long-term has to be, you know, Josh Green playing 16 minutes and looking active. He, you know, he didn't really do much statistically. He had an offensive rebound, a couple of defensive boards, and, you know, one fast court, fast break dunk. But it was just a game where, you know, Luca plays 38 minutes for no particular reason, apparently. If they want to seed these games, they should seed them wholeheartedly because what they're doing is just burning guys down. They play the, the, the Golden State Warriors tomorrow night, and it's it's very frustrating. Um, Katie in the chat asks, you know, what was Luca doing? And or I'm sorry, but Mariella and Katie sort of asked these combination questions about, about Luca um, in the sense of, you know, why isn't Luca taking more shots? And, you know, Mo Harkless is a 7-2 wingspan. 7-2 is huge. He got that one tip uh, uh, pass that was supposed to go to Dorian in the fourth. Um, and I I just, you know, it, it's just one of these things where Luca it wasn't, it, he, he's tired, guys. I, I'm not going to really hang it on Luca. Um, my, my man in the chat who's been in here before, uh, Akiva, who, who asked this question about Carlisle, Lucas, you know, Carl is just the worst. Like, I'm sorry, friendo, you just don't know what the heck you're talking about. Carl can set up the chessboard pieces. If the players stink, then that's what happens. He's not, it's not on Carlisle to make them play hard. They're professionals. They get paid money. It, it, I, I'm frustrated with them as well. Like, I want Luca to come out and just score 40 points in the Kings, but that's not how he plays. So I'm not going to hang that on him specifically. I'm going to hang it on a very long season for which these guys are clearly kind of over it. But it is pretty incredible how they are just such a, a young team where it's two steps forward, one step back for just about every instance of what these guys do. You know, we felt so good after the Lakers game, and then they lose to the Kings for the second time in eight days. All right, so let's talk real quick. Let's not harp on things. That's my job. I'm the lunatic. Um, I've already been on like three Twitter fights tonight because that's just kind of how I roll, apparently. Um, we're going to bring up a few people, and then we're going to get in and out of here. All right, Lance, you've been waiting. Lance, what's up? What's going on, Kirk? Uh, I was hoping that we could go uh, two consecutive days uh, saying something nice about Dwight Powell, but I guess that's not possible. 
It's but hard also, to be too uh, mad about him. It's it's expecting him to, you know, this is like Maxi went out never to return. And Rashawn Holmes is the kind of center who just eats uh, Dwight alive. I'm not really right. sure. Uh, I will say uh, that I noticed, and I and, you know this was like a small stretch of the game, but obviously the Mavs got within double, uh, within single digits. But like Boban being on the court for that small stretch seemingly helped out. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but but it looked like it helped out, kind of bogged the game down. But I honestly didn't even know that De'Aaron Fox wasn't even playing until like halfway through the second quarter because the Kings are running and gunning like he was on the court and. I, mean, I want to say it's impressive on their part, but it's also very sad that the Mavs couldn't get up for that game. Uh, there's a stat that the Mavericks are a negative. Uh, it's they're a negative, I think, 35 or 36 in first quarters in the month of April, and that game is definitely like indicative of that stat. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very frustrated. We're all very frustrated. Carlisle is very frustrated, who apparently didn't like the post game questions, which is great. But it's just like, look, if you we, this is a COVID season. They knew that. They knew that when they built the team. And if you built a team filled with guys that are, are you know, made out of glass, not really sure what he's supposed to want. Um, uh, I, yeah, I'm tired, man. What else you got? Uh, I do agree that Luca needs a better uh, fade artist because that is not a fade. That looks like someone just uh, chopped up his hair. The haircut, people got really mad at me about that. And I was like, look, like yeah. what I really want is Luca Doncic photoshops. And some of the ones that I got of various Luca hairstyles were outstanding. Just some real talented people on the internet. I appreciate I don't remember his fade being this bad, but I think it's like a his own rendition of a mohawk. Because I don't remember his hair looking like that last year. Well, as someone definitely and really wisely pointed out that if his girlfriend likes it, it does not matter what any of us think. And that is a true fact. So, <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out, Lance. I appreciate Force you. Kirk. All right. Coming up next, we got our very, our, you know, hopefully some positivity from Xavier. Look, man, I'm just going to be the voice of reason, Kirk. Look, we can be hurt. We can be frustrated. We can be angry. But what we should not be is surprised. This is who we are, man. This is just who we are. And so, look, I'm I'm deeply invested in this team, and I get it. I'm not going to down anybody for being frustrated at a single game. But at the same time, it's like, look, this is what we signed up for. We're a flawed team, and we're going to lose to bad teams. And tomorrow we might be Golden State by 40. But losing to the Kings today doesn't mean the season's over. And blowing sure. our goal tomorrow doesn't mean that we're going to plan a parade in Dallas. Right now... All I care about is KP being healthy, Luca being healthy, and let's just see, you know, let's see what we would look like in the playoffs. But look, man, all the people who are upset at Rick Carlisle, like, look, I don't want to see anybody calling for more Trey Burke minutes. We know what that looks like. I don't want to see anybody saying that Bobon should get more burn because we know what that looks like. Luca's legs are, are jello at this point, man. So let's just, just, Let's keep our eyes on the prize. We know what this season's about. Let's not get upset about a loss to the Kings because, look, man, the Jazz are going to lose the season series, you know what I'm saying, to the Timberwolves. It happens, sure. man. Let's just keep our composure. Let's keep our eyes on, on, you know, what the season's all about, and that's just seeing what we look like in the playoffs, seeing what type of roster construction we need to look to in the offseason. I think everything other than that is just – it's 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 fleeting. So, but that's all, man. 
That's all. I'm just. Right. I see everybody's angry, and let's. We don't need to be angry. We look. Most. If you would have polled most of us yesterday, like, hey, are we going to beat the Kings? <laughs> I would say seventy-five percent of us are like, look, the Kings are going to kick our ass. Why? Because we've yeah. seen this. How many times, Kirk? How many times have we yeah. seen this? But if tomorrow well, we play the Bucks, like, look, we're going to beat them. So look, it is what it is. But anyway, that's all. I know it's late. I don't want to rant. I'm sure other people want to come up, but there's, you know, no anger, no need. Well, for so it. what? What ha- you'll you'll like this. So what happened for me is like I, I get my kid to bed. I get you know some work done for my real job. I'm sitting here and it's uh, I'm on the East Coast and it's uh, 8:45. I'm like, all right, the Mavs game starts in 15 minutes. So I turn NBA TV. So that's what national TV game was on. And I'm like, well, why are the why are the 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 Suns and the Knicks play? And then I look at the schedule again, and I had I, I just I get Central Time and East Coast Time confused, and so I'm sitting here all salty because I got an hour and a half to wait for the game to even start, and that's just kind of the way this thing goes. Look, ah! I'm back because honestly, when we were down 18 early on, I'm like, I'm going to go to bed, <laughs> I'm going to drink some Camino tea, and I'm going to count sheep, and I'm out of here. Then I go do something in the kitchen, I come back, we're down six, I'm like, fuck, that means I'm not going to sleep before two o'clock, man. So my night's pretty much ruined, but that's it. But enjoy your that's night, right. Kurt. Thanks well, for being too, on man. with us. Yep, appreciate it. Yeah, it's a, what, was, it, was it Godfather 3, that gift, where it's like, once I, th- I thought I was out, but they pulled me back in. That's what stupid basketball is all about. All right, uh, Lyndon. How you doing, Lyndon? Got to press that unmute button there in the bottom right. Oh, there we go. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I've been listening on the um on the podcast, but I but I have an Android, so this is like I'm I feel like I'm on my like, beta tester. Voyage. This is my yes. My God. Yes, I'm an Android person. Outstanding. You sound real good too. Audio quality is great. Thanks. Um, I I'm conflicted. One. Because I just moved out to the West Coast because uh, I got married. And now when the maps lose, it's like 10 o'clock and I just want to just jump off a building. Sure. But um, <laughs> it's not funny. Congratulations on being married. And I feel this pain. Yeah, but um, I'm conflicted about like what exactly is the maps plan? Because like I feel like. I rant all the time about like how I'm not a fan of like heliocentric offenses because there literally is there is always going to be a cap on it. But then the Mavs, the roster is so bare. The more I look at it, I'm like, this roster is so bare. And the second thing that I just want to get off is I don't know. I don't know why Luca is this way. And I feel like sometimes it's hard to criticize Luca because he does a lot of the work of making this team viable. Like without Luca, the Mavericks organization are back to what they've been for the past eight, nine years. But um, my issue is, is that against bad teams, he just doesn't, he doesn't respect them at all. It's so strange. He doesn't like, I don't know what, like I, 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 my question to you is why doesn't he try? Like he literally just chills like on defense, like guys are just like walking past him on defense and on offense, he's just kind of like lazing around. And tomorrow night, Luca's going to be a madman on that court. Mm-hmm. He's chilling tonight. It's crazy. It's a really, it's a really good question. And your two things are actually related in my in terms of my answer and my theory. I'm guessing. 
So I have enough Slovenian followers, and I've watched enough Slovenian basketball paired with uh, his EuroLeague stuff to believe. And friend of the the podcast, Matt Moore, is lurking in the comments just so he can be mean to me, I'm sure. Um, Who writes for the Action Network? He thinks that Luca wants to play like James Harden. I do not. Having watched Luca for years, I think he wants to do what he did against the Lakers in the second half where he was threading passes, setting guys up, and the other t- and his teammates were executing for the win and he only scores if it not is a last option but if it presents itself. And with the NBA having more space, he has more options it presents himself. But frankly, if you go look at this guy's potential assists, he gets a ton of them where guys just don't finish shots. And so I I I think that there's like this twofold problem that runs into each other with how Luca wants to play, where he wants to get his teammates going, and then his teammates just don't ever get going, and it it, it it's very frustrating. And then by you know by the time he realizes or chooses, I mean the man always knows what's going on. He's a savant. He's an unbelievable just reader of the game. And by the time he he. Uh, you know, fully grasp that okay, this just isn't gonna happen. It might. It's some. T- it's just been too late against good teams. Like the there was there was one hundred nine, one hundred four, and coming out of the timeout, the mat like Luca found Hardaway at the top of the key for a design play out of bounds for a top of the key three pointer, and Hardaway just bricked the shit out of it. That's the right play. He makes the right play almost every time, and they have to suit him with more players who make the right play or who just aren't as inconsistent as some of the maps. So. Yes, it does. Before I go one last thing, I just want to, the, 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 the way I agree with the, the Matt Moore guy is that though I understand Luke, I don't, I know for sure. Luca doesn't even feel comfortable taking the shot, like shooting every time. But my issue is I think Luca wants the ball in his hand every single time. And he's has the he has the highest usage rate in the NBA again. And for someone who conditioning is not on the list top list of his priorities, yeah, I don't think yeah. those two can go together, you know? Luca wants the ball, but he conditioning is not his thing. And I feel as though sometimes I speak to Matt fans who think we need somebody like like Duncan Robinson or somebody who's like a shooter. And I think I think what's more important is helping Luca grow as a complete basketball player, and that would mean helping him to believe in off ball and believe in some sort of like deep, consistent defense. Because the Mavericks' only goal is as as, as high as he pushes himself to go. Luca Doncic is a top like top five talent in this league, but it can, it can never be materialized unless the Mavericks do not foster some of the habits that he has the bad ones just because of their fear of losing him as well as him just understanding that there's a higher level to go than having the ball all the time. It's sure, just not sure. It. I, I, I really, I, I do a lot of waffling with this too, in the sense of, I think he wants the ball. I think he wants to win. I mean, I think if we, if we understand that he prioritizes that above just about everything else, the Mavericks need to make the case for him by surrounding him with players that deserve the ball. Uh, 
I, I have really grown fond of Jalen Brunson, despite my early season foibles and missteps and opinions on him. But he is probably the best guy off the dribble past Luca, and that stinks. He's been even horrendous. though he's been very good. You know, as what I mean? of recently, he's been horrendous though. Horrendous. Yeah, the last three games, but I still have. You know, it, he was so good that he was almost bound to come back down to earth. But that, like, to me, it's like you know, I, I watched the the Bogdanovich in Atlanta and can't fathom why the Mavericks weren't interested in him. I'm still mad that Goran Dragic was not a maverick not just and not just because they're countrymen but because he's the kind of multi-talented you know attacking guard that can pass that i think would really matter in this offense right now you know he he does that you know he's brunson's a better driver and maybe finisher but he's a better dredge is a better passer and so it's like those kind of guards you know who's the guy uh gosh he played for uh, Malcolm Brogdon is like the one that will like just stick in my craw until the end of time. Perfect. Of like guys. Perfect. Yeah. That's what they need. That is what, to me, that's what like either a big guard or a big wing will handle the ball some more. You know, I keep making, I keep making jokes to my friends that it's like, Oh, Hey, maybe the, the Mavs can convince Kawhi to come here since both he and Luca run like four miles an hour, you know, during the game. And it's like, Oh, you know, and, and they can take time off. It'd be nice. But yeah, that's kind of where I am. We got anything else? Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. I just want to say some of your suggestions I'm I like, but I watch the Heat regularly. They're like one of my other teams. Gordon Dragic is washed. Oh, now he is. Yeah, I meant two he's, years he's ago. He's finished. Like, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Dragic is ago. done. Yeah. Finished. That's why the Heat look. That's why the Heat look a lot different. Gordon Dragic is not giving them anything. Shooting, defense, anything. He's been. He's falling he's off tough. the cliff. Yeah, he's he's my age. He's the man has played his heart out his entire career. There might there just might not be anything left. But the, when that trade was supposed to happen two years ago on draft night, valuable. I was mm-hmm. all about it, and then it just fell through. Oh well, what are we gonna do? All right, thanks for coming up, man. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. All right, got a couple more folks, and I gotta go to bed. Patrick, what's up? Hey, Kirk. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, real quick, um, I guess it speaks good that we don't have to play the Kings in the playoffs <laughs> or the Knicks. I mean, you look at this season, it's just been so crazy. I mean, the Mavericks record against teams over 500 is almost 60% win percentage. And teams below is like 44%. <laughs> so incredible. So incredible. That yeah, I mean, so happen. that I mean. Yeah, I mean, so that's got to make you feel, you know, we won season series against the Lakers. I mean, without LeBron, of course, but. Sure, but they're still talented. Yeah. And then, I mean, the Clippers and Portland's, I mean, in free fall. So, I mean, hopefully as long as we can stay out of that, play in, and then, you know, just roll with it. But, I mean, I guess we should just kind of expect expect these uh, <laughs> losses. We can, I mean, they're, they're, they play enough under 500 teams right now to where, I mean, what is, they, they have to get some if they want to do something. I mean, the Warriors are an even 500 right now, unless I can't do math. No, they're one game above 500. They play the Cavs twice. And though I, I, if any of y'all have sitting there on social media like I am, I have, uh, uh, watching, um, Ke- Kevin Love might get fired on his day off, um, after what he pulled tonight, uh, in, in a game. 
They play the the Pistons again. They play Washington. And you know what? Four weeks ago, Wizards looked like a team they might be able to feast on, but the Wizards have won eight of nine. Um, and, oh, yeah, they play the Kings one more time on May 2nd. So, like, there's just a lot of crap in the future that the Mavs. So, well, thanks for hanging out. You yeah, got anything I mean, else? That's- Oh, that's pretty much it. Like you, I mean, y'all pretty much hit on the nail on the head. I mean, it's kind of rough. Well, we just hang in there. Oh yeah, I appreciate you coming up and talking. Okay, guys, I have bad news. The bad news is that it's one fifteen East Coast time, and I need to go to bed. I got three or four more speaker requests, and I've been trying to get to all these, but I'm doing it at the detriment of my own health, and I have to get up in like three hours, and I'm too old to do this anymore. But we're going to hang out, uh, you know, again tomorrow night. So please come on board. Thank you for hopping in here, and we will uh, hopefully get back on a winning streak tomorrow. Everybody be good, and uh, have a great Tuesday.